fights with passion and he inspires. Are you ready for a war? An educated workforce is a devastating thing. been subjugated to management's tyranny too long. Too long. Too, too, too long. Too long. Today, today we're going to pick a fight. You're leading the baddest motherfuckers on this planet. This planet. The union's here now. The union's here now. We have to we be have united. That's what we have to do, we as a have union. to do as a union. We are all the union. Are all the union. Educated, educated workforce is a devastating thing. We are all the union. The most powerful individual on the working force is shop steward. If I tell you that I love you, that means if Satan came up and got you himself, I would go to hell to get you back. The union's here now. The union's here now. You can never, ever put anything above the city letter carry. City letter carriers. carriers. If Satan came up and got you himself, I would go to hell to to get you back. Have to we be have united. to be united. And I will go to war with y'all every day. Every day. All right. What'd you think about that new intro music? That's badass, wasn't it? Um, somebody on Discord did that for me. And so I put that up. I thought that was killer. And so uh, my microphone is fixed. Now, it's fixed for about this first 20 seconds I'm going to talk about. I've already downloaded my episode and uh, it I, I've been complaining about my sound forever. And so Cole has helped me fix my sound. I'm so excited. So finally, I've taken out that whatever that was, it was screwing my sound up. So unfortunately, the episode you're fixing to listen to is pre-recorded before it fixed it. But I wanted to get on here and say thank you to Cole for that intro music. Uh, and the people at Discord, that was badass, man. Hope y'all enjoyed that. But here's the episode with my funky sound on there. But starting next week, be back to the, the original sound. Sounds much better. So, Cole, thank you, brother. I love you, and I appreciate it. So here's the uh, episode uh, with the crappy sound, all right? All right, welcome back to Tomato Arbitration. Today, part two of the Memphis mini series. <laughs> 
It's going to be a long episode. I've got uh, three witnesses we're going to get through today. Um, what I'm going to do is I'll talk a little bit before this gets started with the mini series. I'm going to um, talk about the witness that's coming up, kind of my game plan with the witness. Um, then after that witness is over with, I'll talk a little bit about it again, and then we'll talk about the next witness. Okay, so we're going to have three witnesses. So I'm going to after every witness, I'll talk a little bit about what we tried to gain, what happened. Uh, we took some chances. Um, and uh, so we'll talk about all that when it comes up. All right. So we'll have three witnesses today. Going to be an extremely long episode. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit beforehand on some stuff that um, has irritated me and uh, things that um, it's like a broken record with me, but uh, things that, that have irritated me all week. Uh, when I told you a few episodes ago that management has thrown down the gauntlet on the city letter carrier, uh, they're coming after us harder than they were last year at this time. Uh, the stationary events, they're ramping that up. Our office times, ramping that up. Load times, ramping that up. I know that I told y'all that they had put a halt on these TV screens on the floors. And, and I read that email between labor and one of our people at national where they're going to put a halt on it. They've rescinded that. So they're going to start putting in these TV screens, you know, talking about route data, having route data on those. Uh, they're putting up the boards again that we had already grieved in a lot of places and won. Uh, they're putting those in talking about route data. Uh, somebody sent me one, and on this board, it has your office performance, and it's got every office in there highlighted, pink, other things. Street performance, every route on there with your street performance. Load times, every route on there with your load time. Stationary events, every single route with their stationary events on there. Uh, that's as big a violation of the contract as you can get. They do not care. They do not care. They are coming after us this year. And unfortunately, um, unfortunately, and I, I know people get sick of it, and I get sick of it, but we have no leadership right now. We have no leadership in this union. And it pisses me the fuck off. It, it, I couldn't be more pissed that this is going on still. Um, how many times have I got on here bitching about these memos? All of this is derived from these memos. They've gotten every bit of this from these memos. It is open Pandora's box. And I've said that a million times with these memos. Uh, I get the route adjustment process. You wanted your name on it, but was that really the most important thing that we were dealing with was the route evaluation process. Um, I know the six day count most about, 80% of those were grieved and, and failed uh, on management side. But was the route adjustment process really the most important thing uh, to the city letter care craft? I don't, if I had a list, I don't know that that would be in the top five. We have devastated the city letter care craft with these memos. Uh, I, I, I said it was going to be a shit show when it first came out. I had no idea it would be this bad. Really. I had no idea. That, I, I know management's pieces of shit. I get it. Uh, they're low down. They're going to do anything they can to fuck us over. I get that. This is beyond. 
And unfortunately, we have a leader right now that agrees with it. Talking about stationary events. I read that letter that he responded to somebody saying it's an inconvenience. Um, Man, they are punishing us right now for shit they shouldn't be able to do. Stationary event. Uh, Load times. Where'd they get load times at? The memos. Uh, That's coming back stronger than ever. People are messaging me that they're sending teams out to all these stations to watch them load. They're like, what can we do? It can't do shit. They can't do nothing. They have the right to watch us on the street. You know, that's under 134 of the M39 handbook. I know why they're doing it. You know why they're doing it. They're trying to bully us. A lot of people are saying they're telling them they can't talk while they load. It's, it's the craziest bunch of shit I've ever seen, man. What they're doing to us right now. I fought our president. He's number one. He's he's the biggest one to fault for doing this shit uh, and not getting us ready. You know, we've got to get on the offensive here, uh, and we're not. Hell, we're not on the defensive. <laughs> we're nothing. We have no position. Uh, damn, I mean, you know, it'd be different if they do something and we just pummel their ass. We're not doing that. Hip training is a perfect example. They're falsifying the shit out of that. No position from our president. The stationary events, you do have a position from our president. They can do it, which is complete horseshit. Uh, These load times, where are the business agents at? Has anybody heard from their business agent on the load times, them abusing y'all about that? Has anybody heard from your business agent about the stationary events? Now, they're going to go in line with their bitch-ass president. So, uh, you know, whatever with them, you know, they would sell their soul uh, to make sure they're in good graces with this motherfucker at the top. And that I don't get that because I ain't like that. Motherfucker, if you fucking me over, fuck you. So I don't get this bullshit sucking his ass. These Hell, I question your manhood. I'm going to have to check your man card the way you act like that. That motherfucker's not the NALC. These carriers are the NELC, right? These carriers are the union. Y'all work for the union. You're not the fucking union. That motherfucker at the top is not the fucking union. He's the president of this union. That motherfucker's showing he's inept at best. And y'all kiss his ass unlike anything I've ever seen. Uh, But this motherfucker has fucked us royally. I'll read some shit that people have sent to me. And it's just pissed me the fuck off all week, man. To think of my people being done like this. Like I said, here's another thing. Hell, I'm just going to rant for a second. And people who don't like me cussing, fuck, I apologize, but I'm going to get funky for a second. Because what's happening is this regime that's in place, is, is they're, they're not going to make it. They're going to get removed. There's no way they're going to get reelected. None. Uh, And it's all because this clown at the top. But you say, hang on until the election. Now, the election, it's not this convention. But in two years is when we're going to, to nominate the candidates, right? So we've got at least two more years, two and a half more years of this shit that we're going to have to put up with. What's happening is we're digging such a big-ass hole that whoever takes over, 
it's going to have a fucking challenge. It's going to have a fucking challenge because this president has lost fucking control. And they're digging a fucking hole, man. Now, us down here, we keep trying to shovel shit back into it. But damn, he's digging a hole faster than we can fill the motherfucker up. Uh, these memos uh, were the death of us as far as the shit. They were waiting on you. I told y'all, and I'm not lying. I'm not lying about this. I told y'all when they signed it, I had that the guy that was kind of my mole that was up pretty high. And he called me and he said, what were y'all thinking? What were y'all thinking signing that? What happened? Well, my name that happened. What were y'all thinking signing? They were waiting on y'all to sign that. And baby, he was right. It's been hell to pay ever since. These parameters, enforcing those as standards, parcel standards, load standards, our office times, all these things are derived from these memos. Just to have your name on something, just to have your name on something, you did this. And then back the fuck away from it. That dude wrote you a letter talking about T-Rap. I have faith that the team's, brother, you ain't out here. You ain't paying attention. If you think this shit is working, our people are being abused. Our people are being abused. And what are you doing? You just go on these fucking rap sessions, lying your ass off. That's all you're doing. I'll talk about that in a second, too. Here's my thing. And this is going to be the way I am when I'm business agent. I'm going to have straight up motherfucking dogs working with me when I'm business agent. I don't want to be the sharpest, brightest, smartest one. I want others around me to be smarter than me, brighter than me, meaner than me. Why? Because I know I'm going to succeed if that happens. If I'm the smartest one in the room, we're in trouble. I'll say that. I don't care. Listen to me now. If somebody said something to me the other day, chat my ass a little bit. I don't care who it is. If they fight for the city letter carrier, they're on my team. I don't care who the fuck it is. I don't care who you vote for. You understand that? I don't give a fuck who you vote for. If I know that you're going to fight for the city letter carrier, you're on my fucking team. And that's just the way it fucking is. And if that costs me support, fuck off. That's all I can tell you. If that costs me support, you can fuck all the way off. And that's how I feel. I have people very dear to me, very dear to me, that I know I have seen them in action. And I wouldn't trade them for anybody on this planet when it comes to flat getting down and boogieing with management. I don't give a fuck when you get in that booth who in the fuck you choose. That is not me. I don't care. One way or the other. I don't care who in the fuck you go out with. What the fuck you call yourself. I don't give a damn. If you're fighting for the city letter carrier, baby, you're on my team. Back when I was first shop steward, back in 2006, up to about 2010, they came after my station. Now, my station is heavy union. When I talk about heavy union, everyone in there is a dog, okay? They came after our station all the time because our station was the most influential in the installation, in the Nashville installation. It's the wealthiest zip code. They got all the mail. We carried, at some point, I think, 
of the city's mail went through my station. That's how much mail we got. And so it was very influential. Uh, a lot of politicians were out of my station, okay? They would constantly send in people to try to bust us up and doing just terrible shit, right? At one point, they had new management come in, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken, I think I was filing about 30 grievances a week. No kidding. Everything. If they touched a piece of mail, grievance. If they came up and raised their voice, grievance. If they came out on the street, said something crazy, grievance. I filed about 30 grievances a week. Didn't lose any. Won every single one of them. But I had some carriers that were straight monsters. Some of the worst I've ever seen as far as towards management. Now, they're great for me. Great for me. There was one in particular. His name is Steve Weekly. And he's since retired. This guy, this guy was the baddest I've ever seen. I have never seen anything like him. The things that he would say to management and do to management and knew his shit, knew his shit. And he was a beast for me in this union. He was one of my biggest supporters. I could always count him. If, if I knew shit was going to hit the fan, if I turned around, he was right there bumping into me, ready to go. Republican. Republican. I couldn't pour a lot of people on management, some of these people that vote different ways. I couldn't melt them and pour them on management. So be careful how you come at me. I want dogs in my kennel. I want motherfucking dogs that I know when that fucking gate opens up, they're going to tear some shit up. I don't give a fuck who you vote for. And like I said, if that costs me some support, if that costs me anything, I don't give a damn about that. I want to, to represent City Letter Carriers the best that I can. And those that are around me, are going to be the same, or they're not going to work with me. If you're a cowardly motherfucker, you will not have a place in my office. Everybody understand that? <laughs> I'm here for one reason and one reason only, for the city letter care. And whoever is going to help me most is who's going to be on my team. All right? Uh, and that's just to certain individuals. Because I love the city letter care. I love the city letter carry with all my heart. And I despise management the same. As much as I love the carrier, I hate management. And that's just the way it fucking is. And when I become business agent, I'm going to be a treacherous motherfucker in this region. You better believe it. I will be everywhere. Fucking motherfuckers up. I'm so fucking sick of how my carriers are done. I cannot express to you enough how fucking tired I am of seeing my people abused. Man, it pisses me the fuck off. Unlike anything you've ever seen. There's a movement going on right now of motherfuckers just like me. That are sick and tired of the cowardice from the, the very top of this motherfucking union. There's a movement going on unlike anything y'all have ever seen. The rural carriers are the same 
I was on a podcast the other day, a rural carrier podcast. They called me and I got on there. We talked for uh, maybe over an hour probably. And they were talking about this podcast from Aid Arbitration and the movement that we've started. And they've started their own. And it's the same thing. Their leadership, straight up cowardly. And uh, they're giving the, from Aid Arbitration a lot of credit. Now, I ain't got nothing to do with nothing. I'm just a voice, okay? But it shows that people are sick and tired, not just of being abused by management, but the cowardice from our own leadership. And I'm talking about the top, the top, okay, the tip top, the straight up punk ass cowardly attitude of the presidents, unlike anything I've ever seen. I, it, it astounds me, this shit. And not look, I don't apologize. I know y'all. a lot of y'all don't like this shit, and that's fine. This has been on me all week, and y'all got to understand, I get emails from people all across this country, messages, phone calls from all across this country of my people being abused, and it festers in me, man. It, it pisses me off to see my people hurting. Because it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that. It's very easily changed. Business agents, what in the fuck are y'all doing? I just read y'all fucking whiteboards and shit on here. Let me read y'all some other things, that, and you'll understand kind of where I'm coming from. Hey, Corey, you helped me out about a year ago with an issue. I listened to your podcast two weeks ago about the TRAP process. I just went to training as a REIT in January, and about a month into my new job, when my routes went through the process back in the beginning of 2022, we gained six routes. So the process worked. You're right. Things have taken a wrong turn along the way with the TRAP program. Having a month in, I've noticed a few things. Now, this is educational now because a lot of y'all ain't going to hear this shit, right? Because they're not going to tell you it's a fucking disaster. I will. Like I said, I'm going to call a motherfucker spade a spade. Okay. I'm going to call it out like I see it. If you're doing great, man, I'm your biggest fan. If you're a piece of shit, I'm going to call it like I see it. So you send me something, I'm going to read the motherfucker. All right, so here we go. I've noticed a few things. One, there's not enough REIT teams with too many offices to work on. This is causing many offices to never even finish the process because 30 to 60-day reviews are not happening after adjustments. Two, in the beginning, when the process was working, both management and union were working towards a common goal, eight-hour routes. We were gaining routes. Now the management side is stonewalling the process because they're getting pressure from district to not create routes. This is unacceptable. District should not be involved. If PRAP becomes contractual, the thought is it will become an EAS job that reports to national and dump out the district middleman. There's a lot of EAS turnover on REIT because of district pressure. This, too, is slowing things down. Maybe this can change if the new contract makes it a permanent position with reporting directly to D.C. Who knows? Anyway, I'm hopeful I can make a difference with the REIT and fight the good fight. If you need any REIT info, I can provide you some. Uh, keep educating the members. And uh, I appreciated that. I appreciated that. And uh, I'm going to read these things, you know, because our president gets on here with a letter saying, I have full confidence in the rate teams. Huh. 
Here's another thing somebody sent me. It says, good morning, brother. Mandatory overtime has been outrageous at my station. Now, this is happening everywhere, okay? And uh, I'm going to tell you about this anyway. Uh, and I interviewed our Poom yesterday about it because I heard this is uh, his doing. During the interview, he stated that they're mandating overtime in order to capture undertime. He said he has the numbers. I requested to see those numbers. And that's exactly what you do. Uh, this is all part of the scheme, the game plan. I've read you things that were coming out. Uh, remember I read you that stuff about Dois and Pet saying that here's their new idea. They're going to come out, start sweeping the nation with these Doits and Pets, uh, talking about undertime, undertime, undertime. It's because initially we gained all these routes and everybody got lazy and fat and sloppy and careless and lost sight what was going on all these routes got put in were like hey it's a success and then they hit us stationary events our office times load times as standards not parameters um under time based off of dois and pet and if you're not educated if the business agent haven't gotten out and educated their people they're getting trampled and run over based off of these things now, i've done the best i can do on here to, to educate JB's episode when he talked about Doris and Pet, like I said, should have a hundred thousand views on that thing or listens, uh, because it's that important. It, it all of this goes along with that. Educate yourself on Doris and Pet and the detriment that that does to a station, to routes. Uh, educate yourself on parameters, not standards, as far as the load times. Educate yourself on stationary events. Now, our president has bitched out on that. He's he straight punked ass out on that, okay? Uh, talking about it's an inconvenience. That dumb fucker, I don't know what in the fuck he's thinking. But they're abusing the shit out of us. And any time my people are being abused, fuck all. You know what I'm saying? Fuck all. If my people are being abused, he should have jumped the fuck up. Raised tail. This motherfucker about it's an inconvenience. Uh, you know, I'm sure that that somebody's getting upset. That what a dumb shit. But uh, the business agent should have been handling that. But like I said, they're too busy calling this little motherfucker up there to, to worry about that. But stationary events, but they can't do it. They can't do it. But it's rampant. I, t I just read you that whiteboard that had stationary events on it. You know why? Because they know that we have no position. Or that our president's a coward on that motherfucker. That's why. I'm going to keep reading some shit. Then I'm going to get into this because it's going to be a long episode. I didn't want to do all this. Yeah, I did. I did want to do this. I've been mad all fucking week. Here's another thing. This, this person put up on Discord. Now, get on Discord. Listen to me. Discord, every member in the country should be on Discord. I'm serious. Every letter carrier in the country should be on the Discord channel for made arbitration. I don't get paid to say that. that. I don't get shit for shit. I don't make no money doing nothing. So I don't put this up because we get some kind of bonus. <laughs> I don't get nothing. Now, I don't even run the, the channel. Somebody runs that channel with my name on it. I mean, for made arbitration. Now, I don't even run it. So I have nothing to do with it. I get on there once in a while and answer questions, but they don't need me. These people are much smarter than me on there. But Discord... Get on there from aidarbitration.com, prompt you to Discord, okay? Also, Reddit. Uh, fantastic stuff on Reddit, too, man. Fantastic stuff on Reddit. Um, get on Reddit. They made a YouTube video for me from Aid Arbitration. Y'all seen it? It's fucking, it's, it's great. 
I loved, I didn't know they had done it. And, um, somebody made a YouTube video, uh, with a song and then some of me, some of my sayings on there. Pretty cool, man. Gave me chills. I loved it. But anyway, that has nothing to do with anything, but get on Reddit. <laughs> it's the same thing. Every member, every carrier should be on Reddit. Every carrier in this country. Get on from arbitration.com and a prompt you there. But anyway, this was on Discord. And somebody said, Any anyone been hearing anything about an inactivity report instead of the stationary report? Management has been saying that it's the new way to discipline people, even though it's considered overt and they don't witness it. I told y'all this year is the year. They're coming after us. They're coming after us. Uh and, and your business agents have chosen to sit this one out most of them. I know you got some fighters in there. You do, that educate, educate, educate. Region 3 is the greatest to me. They educate more than anybody I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and there may be some others. I just don't see it. You know, They're on social media a lot, putting up all their training, and I love that. I love it. I'm going to mimic that, like I said, when I'm business agent. That's what I want to do, that much training. Uh, but some of these have just sat to fucking fight out. They're just waiting for their retirement, right? Uh, they're, they're kissing the president on the lips and waiting on their retirement. And so, uh, fuck the letter care. But, um, that's the reason this right here is so important to me from aid arbitration, because we're going to keep educating about these grievances. But this guy says there's an inactivity report instead of stationary events, the inactivity report. So you're inactive, right? JB told me that they're coming out with these tablets now. Each station in our installation is getting a tablet, management is. It goes off rims. And on that tablet, every carrier is the stationary events. And if they see that you're stationary, they're supposed to jump up and come out there and get you. That's what the tablet's for. Now, that's what they're supposed to do anyway. They're supposed to come out there and watch us. But how they're doing that, when I talk about fruit of a poison tree, talking about fruit of a poison tree, you were doing that based off of covert techniques is how you saw that, right? You didn't come out there and you didn't walk with me and I'm stationary and you catch me like that. Uh, you're, you're getting that off of uh, covert techniques. And unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, this stuff right here is, is nationwide. They're killing the letter carrier right now with this shit, you know, uh, the stationary events. Unfortunately, our little bitch-ass president supports it, supports that. He he said he supports it because in that letter, he didn't say that he didn't support it. He said it's an inconvenience to us. Um, so that dude, as smart as he is, is dumb as fuck uh, for that. And like I said, look, man, look, I'm for the city letter care. I say that every fucking week. I'm for the city letter carrier. And anybody, anybody that does anything to harm my people, you are my enemy. You're my enemy. Anybody that harms my people or does anything to harm my people or sits by while my people are being harmed, you are an enemy to me. That's what you are. And that's what my president has done. He is an enemy to me. Because of his stance on hip, because of his stamp on stationary events, because he refuses to tell the truth about our, our contract negotiations. He refuses to tell the truth about 
the arbitrator is being selected. He refuses to be truthful with my people, though he is an enemy to me because he cannot tell the truth and he's a fucking coward. But uh, I told y'all it's been chapping my ass all week now. <laughs> it's been chapping my ass all week. So we're going to talk about it today, and then I'm going to get into this arbitration stuff. Uh, how's that sound? <laughs> I'll get there in a minute. I'm not done chewing ass yet. Uh, this one says, uh, I hate to sound ignorant, but can you please let us know on the podcast when the NALC, uh, national NALC president and business agents are up for re-election? Yes. Uh, not this convention, but in two more years. Okay? Uh, that's when it's up. Okay? That's when they're going to be doing the nominations. All right? So we still got a couple of years of this shit. But uh, things are going to change. They cannot escape it. They cannot escape what's coming, right? They can't do it. It's like them holding a paper plate up in front of their face trying to stop a tidal wave. There's nothing they can do. It's coming. And by the time it comes around, it will be overwhelming. I think less than 20% voted last time. I guarantee you upwards of 75% will vote in this election. By the time this election comes around, there will be so much momentum, so much support for a new ticket. I guarantee you it will be overwhelming the amount of support that this new ticket has. And I'm going to make sure of it. And I'll do whatever I can to make sure that happens. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Uh, it, it has gotten to the point of being ridiculous. The cowardice coming from our union. Here's another one. I can't with this shit anymore. The amount of NELC folks who are completely dismissive and lack initiative that are on these TRAP teams is completely disheartening. I contacted the NELC rate from my office to report abnormal behavior of people claiming to be auditing, but they're questioning people's entire office duties and times and was completely dismissed as not their problem. That's some suspicious shit right there. Also, an entire outside team of supervisors were brought in to conduct 99s physically right after we were scheduled for live week, but I guess that's normal to show too. Uh, and that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Uh, in six-day counts, if y'all remember, if y'all been here long enough, back in six-day counts, the whole station would be filled up with managers. And they'd be counting. And they'd be walking around looking, right? And then they'd go out and watch you on, load up. And then they'd all go out with you on the street. And so our president under this new process, says that, hey, you don't have to worry about that all the time. Bullshit. They're sending teams into these offices, and there's one reason and one reason only, to intimidate. That's the only reason they would do it. They're sending entire teams in to watch people case, sending entire teams in to watch people load their trucks. Uh, they're doing that for one reason only, to intimidate my people. So when you say that, hey, this rate process is so much better, it goes off the scanner data and you don't have to have somebody go with you all the time for a 39.99 all this bullshit uh, they're bullying our people right to get what they want and they're sending teams out of bullies right i told y'all in my city they went out there and they're doing that load stuff uh, at one of our stations and my president went the fuck off uh, she called everybody district Region, everybody, and chewed them motherfuckers out and uh, cussed the shit out of all of them because that's how she is. She don't take no shit from anybody. And so she called and chewed every one of them out. 
and they threw the shit out. But, um, yeah, that's where we're at. But it's a great process. It's a great process. Here's this guy. He says, in my 39 years working on the front lines of this organization, I have never seen it this bad. The amount of abuse for the newer people. That's what he said. I said, I couldn't agree more, my brother. I couldn't agree more. Here's another one talking about the, the station manager is a piece of shit, uh, has seven to ten people uh, at each station doing observations every day, going out there watching them load their vehicles every day. Um, she said it's to condition them and uh, to tell the carriers that she doesn't care. She trains the management team to use the names of our president and vice president as if they were called and they agreed with management. Uh, and so that's going on everywhere, like I said. So that's uh, that's where we're at. I just wanted to vent a little bit. Hopefully that was all right. <clears throat> but I'm letting y'all know that it's storming back. And I've said that the last three episodes. These stationary events. Um, I'm going to grieve it. I'm going to grieve it. I don't care how big of a bitch our president is about it. I'm grieving it because uh, it's it's harming my people. Um, and, and I've told you, uh, when my carriers come into work, I want them to come into an environment that they enjoy, uh, one that they don't mind coming in working because we have enough shit to put up with when we're out there in them elements. And we have enough shit to put up with when we're out there in the heat and the rain and the snow and whatever to worry about stupid-ass management in these stations. And uh, these memos have opened up a Pandora's box. It has been unlike anything I have ever seen in my 30 years, the amount of abuse off of these memos because two dumb fuckers decided to sign it, uh, those memos. And uh, management was giggling when they did it, and our dumbass president was tiptoeing in there, you know, like some route adjustment fairy, with his pen waving it over his head, couldn't wait to sign this motherfucker. And they snatched that son of a bitch out from under his pen as soon as they could and started fucking with us. And uh, anyway, I'll say this. I'll say this. And then uh, and I'll be done with it, okay? Um, and then I'll get into this arbitration stuff, all right? Because it's going to be lengthy. This arbitration stuff is going to be lengthy. Uh, next week, I'm going to the uh, COP down in Jacksonville. I'll be there with JB. Uh, y'all come holler at me. All right. I'll be down there. So, those of you who are going to Jacksonville, the COP, come holler at me. I'll be there. And uh, I'd love to meet every single one of you. Like me or not. If you don't like me, come talk to me. Uh, and uh, so, but I'll be down there. But I'm going to try to get this, the third episode in, uh, maybe next Saturday morning. Now, I'm working on two removals right now, arbitrations. Two removals, uh, both of them are pretty difficult, but uh, my formal A's have given me a chance, and that's all I need. Give me a chance. That's all I'm asking for in these case files. Give me a chance to be successful, and we'll go in there and raise some hell for the city letter care. But two removals, so I'm doing that at night, working during the day, doing those removals at night, and um, editing these uh, episodes as well. Now, let me thank Cole Billups because I edit the names out as best I can he does all the sound for me. I'll send it to him, and he'll make sure the sound as good as he can. Now, this is this is being recorded at one end of the table, so as good as he can, he's doing the sound for me where you can at least 
almost here, a lot of it. And so thanks to Cole for doing that. Let me say that. Um, but next week, I'm going to try to put in the third installment of the Memphis miniseries. And then the next week, I'll do my closing. I'll read the decision, the award, and do my closing. And then after that, uh, what I'm going to do is we're going to start going after management. All right? I know I did my JSLV series. I'm going to do some more stuff. We're going after management this year. And I want to see more managers removed from their positions this year than all the other years combined. Okay, I want managers removed from their positions. I want them to do something else. Go sell ice cream or hot dogs on a street corner. Uh, I want them to do that. Uh, but I don't want them supervising city letter carriers, those that are abusive to my people. All right, We're going to go after them more than we ever have before. And that will happen after my last uh, episode on this Memphis miniseries. Okay? We're going to start going after management that chosen to cause my uh, carrier's issues and problems. All right? And that's a promise from me to you. Because I hate these motherfuckers. I hate them. And I'm going to try my best to make sure most of them lose their fucking job that have chosen to be bullies to my people. Okay? And uh, we're just going to do it. And when I'm business agent, I told you I'm going to be a treacherous, low-down motherfucker, man. I'm going after motherfuckers. I'm just I'll, I'm going to tell every district manager when I become business agent. I'm going to have a conversation. I'll say, if you got managers that are unruly, just know I'm going after them. I'm going after them. And if you don't correct them, I'm going after you too, just like we did in Memphis. And that's a promise from me to them. All right. So, um, look, when you see on social media, a lot of people are, uh, they're neither here nor there on the contract, on contract talks, whether we hear anything or not. They're like, hey, I don't care if we ever hear anything. This as long as they get me something good. You, you have that, that, that group. Okay. Some are like, you know, well, we do hear enough. You know, they tell us that, you know, the Postal Service is stonewalling us and there's nothing we can do. And so we're waiting on the arbitrator. You got that group that puts all the that puts all of it on the postal service. You know, we came in high, they came in low. Let me tell you something. That's gonna happen every contract. <laughs> we're gonna come in high, they're gonna come in low. That's nothing new. The collective bargaining. Okay. So that's not some shit that they just started this contract session. Uh we always come in high and they come in low. And so uh, to use that is kind of uh, irresponsible. But um anyway. And and then you have those that are like me. Be transparent. Just tell me what we're doing. You know, side by side. What are they asking for? What are we asking for? Let us know, you know, because you work for us. We're the NELC, not you. And so we're paying all of y'all. The attorneys that work for us, we're paying them uh, because they're being paid off our dues, right? And so uh, to me, I think there should be transparency. And, uh, but there's a lot of people who don't believe that they think, Hey, whatever the union does, the union does, and they'll let us know. Uh, so anyway, uh, this week marked the one year mark since the contract negotiations started. And, uh, and I think that merits some discussion, don't you? Um, a lot, look, a lot of our people are hurting and because of the high rate of inflation, whatever, whatever, regardless of what you think, uh, inflation is high and, and it just is. And, and uh, it's been going that way for the last several years. And that's based off of fact. I don't give a fuck who you voted for. I go based off of what I see. Okay. 
our COLA clause does not compensate us for that. And I talked about that a couple of months ago. Our COLA only compensates us for about half of inflation, right? So people it's like, we get COLAs. That compensates us for about half of inflation. And many of our people in Table 2 don't even receive the full COLA that they should be. Okay? Did y'all know that? Many in Table 2 don't even receive the full COLA. So I think that that is a, a big part of the uh, of what's contributing to the anxiety that everybody's feeling when you see it on social media. Uh, and we need to take that into consideration. Uh, times are hard, man, and we have no contract. Uh, they're talking about making the minimum wage $20. Uh, that means that our CCAs are making minimum wage. Think about that. A federal government job, the, one of the best jobs you could ever get. And our CCAs are coming in making around minimum wage. Unexcusable. Now, it doesn't help, and I, I know I talk about this all the time, but it doesn't help that our narcissistic president has been telling everyone for the last eight months that he'd be announcing an arbitrator in about two weeks. I've been getting things from rap sessions months and months and months ago. People saying, that he said, hey, you know, good news is they're going to have an arbitrator in the next two weeks. As eight months ago, they started that shit. That's what I'm talking about. Just tell us the truth, man. If you tell us the truth, man, we'll go to battle. We'll go to war. If you tell us, hey, look, man, we ain't even close to finding an arbitrator. But to sit there and continuously be untruthful to us about things, that causes problems. But you don't have it in you to tell the truth, and I do not know why. If, if Look, if we're six months for finding an arbitrator, you know what I'm going to tell my people? Hey, look. We're still about six months away, man. We're not even close to finding an arbitrator. You know what the carrier's going to say? Okay. But hell, you can't fucking tell the truth. To about eight months, we've been we've been getting an arbitrator in the next two weeks. Uh, I think it was a few weeks ago, I've been telling members that the arbitrator had been picked. I think somebody sent me that. saying he'd been picked, but he can't tell us who it is. Maybe in two weeks. So we're bringing a lot of this shit on ourselves. A lot of this shit we're bringing on ourselves, right, up there at National. We do have an arbitrator picked. I can't tell you who it is. Maybe in a couple of weeks. Our bargaining position last year was, was extremely strong and probably the strongest it's ever been uh, since the strike. And, and, yet, uh, and yet, to me, our president is slow rolling things. And that's just from what I see in here. He's slow rolling things. Some area and headquarters level management officials are claiming that a contract was done last year. But NELC said they couldn't do it because of politics. Now, do y'all remember when they were saying that when we played the rap session on Discord, he tried to blame it on that? Well, that, that stalled things. That hurt things. Uh, if you ask them why they're not telling us what we're asking for, you've gotten about eight different answers. You know, about eight different answers on why they don't tell us what we're asking for. And every one of them's a lie. Now, when y'all think about that, here's some numbers, okay? Here's some numbers that were shared on Reddit this week uh, on the one-year anniversary. I'm telling y'all, get on Reddit. There's some really good shit on there. But I copied these things. Here's some numbers that were put on Reddit. It's been 460 days since our last general wage increase. 460 days. Now, we're a union now. We're a union. 
460 days since our last general wage increase. 365 days since contract talks started. 365 days since contract talks started. 348 days since our last COLA. 348 days since our last COLA. In the 2019 contract, which is the one that just expired, an arbitrator was announced on day 137. The pandemic started shortly after, but even while that delay was happening, the arbitration began on day 368, and we ended up reaching a tentative agreement on day 431. 2016-2019, we were negotiated a contract. It took 362 days to reach a tentative agreement. The 2011-2016 contract went to arbitration, and it began on day 280. The contract was effective on day 416. 2006-2011 contract also was negotiated, and we reached a tentative agreement on day 234. The 2001-2006 contract, those were delayed due to the attacks on 9-11, and after that, the attacks on letter carriers from the anthrax mailing, and yet we still reached a negotiated tentative agreement in April of 2002 in about 150 days. Meanwhile, our current president is running around telling everyone enough is enough and promising legislation that was supposed to be announced last year. Enough is enough, all right. <laughs> get in there and get the job done or get this thing into arbitration. People are hurting. And that was on Reddit, and I read that to you, just in case you're not on Reddit. But it goes to show you that we put somebody in charge that doesn't have a fucking clue what's going on. He missed the first part of negotiations, uh, went AWOL. Had no idea where he was at. And just showed back up with the same outfit he had on when he left. <laughs> I don't know what in the fuck he was doing, um, but uh, get your ass in office, man. Get your ass in your fucking office. Get an arbitrator picked and get this shit going. Man, people want to know where in the fucking contract is at. And your fucking ass is out there not doing a fucking thing, going to 8 million rap sessions, telling the same fucking shit, lying to every fucking body. Get your fucking ass in your office and get some shit done, man. Holy fuck, baby. We put you in office to do your fucking job. Do it. Damn. Let's talk about Memphis. How's that sound? <laughs> Let's talk about Memphis. Now, the arbitration. Now, look, some people got confused last week, and maybe that was my fault. But in these arbitration hearings, Jason Ashley is not talking. He's not in. The, he's sitting with me. He's my TA. But he will not be speaking in any of these until my closing. He says something. You can hear him in my closing. But uh, it's the arbitrator is the one that sounds kind of faint. The other advocate. The other advocate, which you can hear clearly, me, which you know my voice, and then the witness. Those are the only ones you're going to hear. You're going to hear me, the other advocate, the arbitrator, and the witness. Now, the arbitrator is the one who starts out asking people their name, where they're at. That's the arbitrator. The other advocate's louder sounding, you know, just like me. And then the witness, sometimes you have a hard time with them, okay? So today's episode, we've got three witnesses. Uh, the first witness we're going to get to is uh, he's a manager at a station, okay? And he's really not relevant uh, at all. 
And I got just a few things out of him. I'll talk about that. The second witness was the most important of, uh, of these three. Okay. He was the one, the supervisor that they said that the CCA was targeting. Okay. And I'll get into him when he's, uh, when it comes time to him. And then the third was, uh, the dumbest argument ever. And, and I'll talk about that, but he's saying that the informal meeting was just my, the union throwing down a piece of paper and he signed it, had no idea what he was signing. And I'll tell you why that's important when I, about the things I talk about, um, with what you should be putting in your file as informal A reps. Okay. So here's the first witness kind of irrelevant. Uh, you could tell this guy didn't want to be in there. He was very nervous, very nervous. And, uh, all I wanted to get out of him was that, uh, this, the grievant, well, not the grievant, but the CCA that took his own life and took the lives of the two management officials that, that he wasn't a bad guy. Okay. And that's all I wanted to get out that he was, he was a good carrier. Okay, because that kind of set up the next person. So here he is. He's the first witness of this episode. He's the second witness of the day. Okay, and uh, he's a manager, and he's just going to kind of really kind of irrelevant. Okay, so I'll come back on the other side of it. So second part of the the Memphis miniseries, first witness of of this one. Okay. And uh, what is your position? Um, station manager of Minnehaha Post Office. That, that's uh, many what now? Mendenhall. M-E-N-D-E-N-E-L. Okay. Uh, to let you know that uh, no one is questioning your particular truthfulness and veracity of what you're saying. Yes, sir. But the parties, and it's typical throughout all these arbitrations, they ask that the witnesses be sworn. So. We swore everybody, I'm going to swear to you. Yes, sir. That's okay. All right. Sorry. Ready. Do you swear or affirm to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth so help you die? I do. Thank you very much. All right. Okay. Uh, Laurent, good morning. Good morning. Um, just want to establish, uh, we've got your name. Uh, so you're, you're, are you the Form 50 current yeah, permanent station manager? station manager. Okay. What was your position before that? Uh, I was the acting station manager at Hall, uh, and also the acting station manager at East Lamar. When did you serve at East Lamar? Uh, between October of 2021 to like maybe January of 2022. When you say October 21, was that before or after the shooting? Uh, right after. Okay. So you weren't there at, at no, Lamar sir. during the shooting? Okay. Uh, when were you acting at, uh, Men, uh, at Mendenhall as a manager? Uh, as a manager at Mendenhall, I had to be around March 2021 to around October when I went to East Lamar. Okay. okay. So Mendenhall is the station that Mr. Hay was assigned to. That was his his regular his normal yes, base station. Yes, was his base station at Mendenhall. Okay. He was a CCA there. And did you know him? Yes, sir. So you were his manager when yeah, he? Yeah, I was. The, I was his manager. I was the acting manager there. Was did he come on board while was he, the whole time he was with us? You were his manager. Yes, sir. Okay. Did you have any negative interactions with Mr. Lee? No, sir. Okay. He's very quiet. I'd like you to go to page four of the file just for a second, if you would. Their, num their page is numbered in the lower right-hand corner. Okay. Oh, hang on, maybe not. Uh, I'm sorry, page five. 
page five. Yes, sir. Is it the big number or the small? The, uh, the big number. Okay. I think that's why I wrote four initially. I saw the four. Okay, are you there? Yes, sir. The, the third paragraph from the bottom, the one that begins with near the in, nearly the entirety, I'm just going to go down to the, to the middle of that paragraph and. Uh, is this just one long sentence? Okay, one, two, three, four lines up from the bottom of that middle paragraph. Um, it talks about, uh, it, it says, assigned to Memphis installation numerous times in an effort to address ongoing issues of abusive management, specifically as well in the Mendenhall Station where grievance was assigned. So I just want to clarify was well the manager when Mr. Hale the entire time Mr. Hale was there, or were you the manager the whole time Mr. Hale at Mendenhall? I mean, she was the form VP manager, but I was the acting manager. She wasn't in the facility during the time period, okay. except for when I went to leave. So she 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 was the official manager, yeah, she but, was but the form VP she manager. was out detailed to some other office. Right. Okay, all right, thank you. So you would have the opportunity in the months that two months and a half months that Mr. Haley was here, did he always work in your office or did you go to other offices sometimes? In the beginning, like maybe the first 60 days, he was always there toward the end. Once he got to like close to his, once he passed 90 days, I mean 60 days, they started sending him to other units. Okay. And is that how he ended up in East Lamar on the 12th of October? Is that normal that you would? Uh, yeah, normally uh, they try to let the CCA stay at our unit for like 30 days. And okay. Then after they hit 30, they'll kind of move matters needed in the city. Okay. So during that time, did you ever have, did you ever meet him or just talk with him? Yeah, I've talked to him. I gave him his evaluation. Uh, went out on the route, talked to him. And okay. Several interactions. And, and during all those interactions, any, any indication that he'd be capable of doing something like this? No, sir. Okay. And I, I want to clear something up. Yes. Are you saying Roswell was not in the facility, the Mendenhall facility, when uh, uh, the shooter was in the facility? Oh, uh, no, sir. I was the manager then. So she was, the whole time he worked there, she was never in the facility? She was only in the facility maybe a couple of days when I was out on leave. That was the only time she was there doing period he was working at. Okay. okay, I just want to clear that up. Okay. Um, I think that's all I have. Oh, hang on, I'm sorry. You had a, I think you had an email in here on page 1167. If you can go to 1167. Do you recall this uh, email that you prepared? Uh, yeah, now that I'm reading, I do. Okay, T just take a look a second just to refresh yourself with it, if you would, please. Let me know when you're ready. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you still uh, stand by this statement as to be true and accurate to the best of your knowledge? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. That's all I have. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't guys don't wait on me. <laughs> so, your testimony is that you never had an issue with him? No, sir. Never any signs of anything, like he said, of what happened on, on the 12th? No signs from him that something like that would ever happen. Like I said, he was extremely quiet. Good employee? Yeah, he, he was working. He, he, always, he always said, as long as I get paid, that's what he used to always say. Go to page 11 12. 
This is an evaluation form. Are those your initials down there, LCM? Yes, it is. Okay. And what it looks like, it's only 11, 12. I got it. What it looks like, when you have up here uh, 8B, up at the top, it's SSUSSS. Mm -hmm. Did you, you do that? Yes, sir. You. What date did you fill this out? Do you remember? I can't remember exactly. It had to be by that date. Uh, by 924? Yes, sir. Okay. And the only issue you have with him was his dependability? Yes, because uh, like I stated in the email that we previously reviewed, towards, you know, around this time, he had started calling in a lot. But as far as his warrant and everything, that was the only thing that I brought to his attention that I noticed that he was starting to call in. Okay. Was he a good co-worker? Yeah, I mean... Like I said, he came to work, put up his mail, and he was gone, like, no. So no issues with his work? No, I mean, the only thing was, like, he used to leave his GPS, but we'll call him, tell him to come get it, or take it. Okay. That's about it. So that was satisfactory? Yes, sir. That's all I have. That's all I have. All right, so there he was. You can see he really he really didn't testify to a whole lot, okay? So there really wasn't anything for me to ask. I just wanted to go over the uh, evaluations, okay, just to show this guy wasn't that bad. Now, here's the second witness of this one, and this is the one I had the most problem with because he had nothing in the file. Now, this is the guy that uh, the CCA allegedly targeted, and he was gone. He left to go help somebody. When he came back, the shooting had already occurred. He had nothing in the file, and I take great exception to that. Because I don't like you getting in there and just being able to testify whatever you want to. And that's exactly what happened. You hear me object, but then you'll listen to the arbitrator basically tell me that this testimony is irrelevant. Okay? Because I'm steaming over there. All right? Because I don't like this. But he basically tells me that this testimony is irrelevant. Okay? And you'll hear him kind of tell me that to calm me down. Um, but uh, I object to several things. And you'll hear that. But the reason I don't like this is because the CCA that they're talking about killed himself. He can't defend his actions. He can't defend what happened. I can't rebut anything that's being said. All of you that listen to this are going to be advocates. That's what I want you to do. Listen closely to the answers given because I can't, I, I don't have any rebuttal uh, because I don't know what he's going to say. He has nothing in the file. Now the postal inspector talked about him. If y'all remember, uh, the postal inspector talked about interviewing this guy, and I made him say that this guy reprimanded him. Remember that? When the postal inspector couldn't remember, he's like, I said, you said he reprimanded him, right? Well, thank you. But you said reprimanded. Then I said, here, let me take you to it. Remember that? I said reprimanded. I said, now that's what he said? Yes. Listen to this advocate try to get him out of that. This whole thing is hysterical. This advocate trying to get this, this supervisor out of that. You know, he stepped in his own shit. He's trying to get him out of it. Okay. And uh, he leads the entire time. He just, he constantly leads. Now, I could object to every single question that he had because just about every one of them were leading. Uh, but he's really not hurting anything. Plus, it helps me when I come back under cross uh, because I question him about something he says. Listen to his testimony, because when I confront him about something he said, he changes his answer, okay? So be good advocates right here.
You listen to testimony. What are, what is being said? All of this is new argument now. He has nothing in the file, no statement, no nothing. All of this is new argument. So the only thing I can do is listen, write down, and try to catch him. And that's what we do. And he tries to get him out of it when he comes back under redirect. And I blister his ass again. So it's kind of funny uh, how he tries to get this guy out of his own shit. I mean, this guy kept stepping in his own shit. But listen to how they disparage this CCA, knowing that the CCA can't defend himself. Okay, listen to how, he talk, how bad he talks about this CCA. And it really pissed me off. But anyway, so here it is, the second witness of the second day of the miniseries. Okay, so here it is. Sir, what's your name? Uh, EY. EY. Yes, sir. Actually, that is the way I am familiar with it. You wouldn't have to have any folks that are ice farmers down south, huh? So, I'm not sure. And what is your position? Um, supervisor, customer service, Ace Mark. Okay. Uh, uh, there, there's no one that's questioning your truthfulness or the veracity of your statements, of your testimony. But typically in these proceedings, they ask that the parties get sworn. Okay. So the sworn testimony. So don't take it personal, but I'm going to swear you in. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay. Raise your right hand. Do you swear or affirm to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, the FBI? Yes, I do. Thank you very much. Uh, good morning, Sus. So you're, you're currently supervisor at, at East Lamar? Yes, sir. How long have you been holding that position? Uh, what about years? Were you the supervisor of Mr. Ehan on October 12th? In the large file before you, the pages are numbered in the lower right-hand corner. Can you pull out pages 1,040 to 1,044? Have you seen this document before? If you look at the next page, it might be a little more familiar. Yes. Okay. So this is the uh, inspector uh, just testified a minute ago, and this was the report that he initially prepared following the incident on October 12th. And in this report, he documents an interview that he conducted with you. Do you recall that interview that the inspector conducted with you? I do. Okay. How many times approximately had Mr. A worked for you up until before October 12th? I'm going to object to any testimony that this individual has to offer other than he was investigated or interviewed by this postal inspector. He has nothing in this case file, no written statement, no contention. The only thing that Mr. has mentioned then that they're talking about is the postal inspector's report where the postal inspector interviewed this gentleman. If he wants to testify, that's what I said, I don't have any issue with that. But if he's going to get outside of that and start testifying to how long, any occurrences, dates, whatever, I'm going to have an issue with that. I think the question was how many. That's part of the report. Okay, but if, he, if he's going to talk about anything other than what's in this report, I just want it to be understood that I'm going to object. I don't have an issue, like I said, him saying everything in that report I told that gentleman, I don't have an issue with that. Well, that's kind of what you're going to limit right? Yeah, just walk him through. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let, let's just uh, look on 1041 then, and let's get to the where your portion of the... Uh, 
is uh, what yours mentioned. Um, so Haley, within his 90 days probation, when he was working for you? Okay. And on October 12th, you believe that was the third time that he worked, that he came to work for you? So on the morning of October 12th, was he supposed to case and carry her out or just carry her out? Just carry her out. Is that why he came in at 9? He was scheduled at 9? Yes. And what time did he report? Uh, about 9.30. Okay. In the bottom here, uh, on the last paragraph, it, and it continues into the top of the next paragraph, was there an issue in one of the previous times where Ms. Lee forgot his DPS tray? Yes. What is a DPS tray? Uh, the DPS tray is it's your letters. It's the delivery point, uh, delivery point sequence. It, all the mail comes in order already. Okay. So you don't actually have to case it. You just take it with you. Well, when you head out to the street, you take it with you. But more than like, it's the most important piece because it shows you your line of travel. Okay. So the, the DPS delivery point sequence, the mail is sorted by automated machinery rather than a carrier putting into the carrier case. Correct. And it's in already the order of the route as the route flows. Correct. Okay. And that includes, you said letters was involved. So all your, all your first class letters will be in the DPS. Correct. Or all the case, all the non-caseable, or the stuff that made it on the machine. Okay. And what happens if you don't take your DPS to the street with you as a carrier? Uh, I don't Can you deliver the mail if you don't have it with you? No, sir. Okay. So taking the mail with you is pretty important. Yeah. Okay. So that morning on October twelfth, did you have did you remind him about taking the DPS mail? I absolutely did. Okay. I'm on I'm on two forty uh ten forty two now. So in the second paragraph on page ten forty one, um in the lower portion of the paragraph, it says he stated when Haley arrived back at the post office, he verbally rep. So you, did you have to call him back because he forgot his trade that day on October 12th? Yes, I did. After you already just told him, don't forget your DPS? I did. Okay. So when he came back, this says that, uh, and this is Inspector Berry uh, who wrote this up. He says, he's, he being you, uh, this is a record of your interview. He stated when he arrived back to the post office, he verbally reprimanded him for leaving the DPS mail. Do you agree with that statement? Uh, no, I don't. I didn't say. I want to say reprimand. It sounds weird. Okay. Do you recall how the conversation was? How you explained to uh, Inspector Newberry? I don't want to object to that. We can't discuss what the reprimand was. I don't want to object to that. The report's what the report says. If they had an issue with this report, they should have shown the gentleman to, before the formal A meetings this report and said, do you have any issues with this report? Yes, I do. I have some issues. I didn't verbally reprimand it. We're going to get that for the first time here at the hearing? Well, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm objecting. That's what I'm objecting to. That's, that's the very thing that I'm talking about. If he wants to testify what this guy said, it's accurate. That's fine. But if you're going to try to clarify a report at the arbitration, that's not how this process works. Mr. Carella, the formulation has said, look, here's this report. Did you say all these things? No, I didn't. What's wrong with it? I didn't reprimand it. 
But now the union's going to hear for the very first time at this hearing that the report's not right. I asked the postal inspector, you very reprimand Yes, please. That's what he said. Now he's going to come in here and say they're going to sit there and rebut their, their own report. He can explain what the reprimand involved. He should have done that before this hearing. That's before the saying. hearing, I hate to go into personal, but he went through a significant traumatic and was not available. I don't care the process. Of course you don't process. care. Of course you don't I'm care. Yeah. The process is the process. All right. Just so that I'll make sure we're all clear. Tell me again, what was your question to I'll change, I'll amend the question. It says that he verbally reprimanded. I just want to explain what Where this... On the second paragraph, uh, on the set lower portion, he verbally reprimanded him for leaving the DPS train. I just want to clarify, what, what does that mean? How did you reprimand? Witnesses always have a little leeway to just clarify. Okay, I'm, I'm still trying to find that. You're on 1042. 1042, the second paragraph, the third line. The third, not the, oh, I'm sorry, the, the, the first mean, the first full paragraph, I guess. Line six. Third, third line from the bottom of that paragraph. Okay, so your, so your, your question was, did you verbally reprimand? Well, my question was, did he agree with that? And, and he wanted to clarify what, how we reprimanded him. And then we got the objection. He wasn't allowed to explain what the reprimand, what that meant, what well, that entailed. look, I can understand I can understand the union's objection, right? But I think that even in the arbitration process, uh, witnesses are allowed and they can testify as to their impressions. They can testify as to what their personal knowledge is. I think the issue comes if you start asking him about someone else's report, okay? Because he has no knowledge of what went into the postal inspector's thought process, right? So if you want to ask him, anything you want to ask him about his knowledge about Mr. Hay, I think that's certainly proper. If you want to ask him, did you ever recommend him? I think that's proper. That's within this moment. I don't think, though, that you can go through here line by line and say, do you agree with this? Do you agree with this? That's why I said I'll change the question. Okay. So, well, you know, when I'm saying this, I'm not only, I'm looking at you, but I'm saying it for everybody's benefit, right? Mm. So, y'all understand? Okay. So, we're not going to go through line by line. We're not going to testify as to what somebody else wrote. But, Mr. Winfrey, you're free to testify as to your personal knowledge, what happened that day and all that. Okay. okay. And by the way, you look like you, you've uh, done something wrong. You ain't done anything wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm just tired. I got my tongue. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's, let's just back up a little bit uh, then, uh, uh, Dennis. He came back to the office after you called him back to get his DPS. Can you just explain that conversation? After he came back to the office? When he came back. Okay. I said, uh, when he first walked in the door, I said, Mr. Uh, how would we get the A-Train? The A-Train. We can't even start the route without the A-Train. 
So he uh, walks to my dad. He said, "Where was it?" I said, "It was over there with all the other demons." And then he, um, after that, he we walked uh, to my desk and get the uh, tray. I said, "And unfortunately, you still have a cutoff." What's a cutoff? A cutoff is uh, part of another rap. Okay. Yeah, he had two hours on something else, and um, he was like, "What about uh, safety?" I like. I said, "I still need to mail deliver." He said, "What about safety?" I like. Well, safety? What you mean? He was like. It's gonna get dark. Like I said, do you need a headlight? Because the mail still has to be delivered. No matter where you go, I need all this mail delivered. Because every time you come over here, you leave DPS, and someone has to deliver it. And my people always have to struggle because you always leave something behind. I'm gonna object to that. All of this. Now that he's quoting a report, but when he starts talking about all my people. I don't know that. He has no statement in this file. Basically, he's come in here and he's going to be able to testify to whatever he wants to testify to with no statement in this file. Now he's going to start talking about all my people. How do I know that? How can I cross that? It's not in the file. I've got a postal inspector's report that talked to Mr. Free. So oftentimes, what's the statement? So you got to the point where you're discussing about him yeah, forgetting so, the trees. Okay, so I said, I need all this mail delivered. He was like, it'll get dark. And I said, get dark, you need a headlight. And I told him, no matter where you are, I need this mail delivered. And anywhere you are tomorrow, if you don't deliver this mail, where you are, wherever you're in in the city, I'm going to have to write you up. Okay. Just like that. Okay. Is that the way you explain it to, to Inspector New? Yep. Okay. So he was told that if, if he forgot his DPS to deliver it, mm -hmm. he'd have to get written up. Right. Because it, it wasn't the first time. It's documented right. that, he, that he already missed it before. Right. Okay. Is, is that unusual that we would correct an employee who forgot their mail or put them, give them a warning about don't forget your mail? No. Okay. Isn't that our responsibility to correct that behavior? Yes. Did you yell at him and scream at him? No. Okay. It, you said the A tray. What, what does that mean? The A tray. A tray. Uh, DPS comes in order in sequence from A, B, C, D until you know finish at the end of the route. A tray will be your first tray. Okay. You can't start the day really without your A tray. Okay. That's the beginning of the route. Just my knowledge in the future. So you take the, these DPS trays that are already sorted, and you kind of sort them with the other stuff that you have to case. No, you don't have to sort them at all. Like, it's automatically in order. Like, 
from. Oh, so that's all the mail that. Uh, so if you get the DPS stuff, you don't get any that you got to case. Yeah, yeah, you do. You have to pull. You have to. They'll spend so much time in the morning for uh, at the, out in the office. They pull down their flats and all their loose mail. The DPS tray is automated. It's already in the sequence. So that you just pick it up on your way out. But it's literally all. It's mostly first class letters. But on the street, the carrier. No, 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 no. no. Okay. I don't. I don't want follow up. Okay. <laughs> I, that was why you were looking. I just want to talk to. Yeah. The, okay. Uh, Mr. Winfrey about that. That had. Yeah. Okay, so then can you uh, finish? How did the discussion go about the cutoff then and his concerns about safety? Uh, okay. So no, I told him to get a cutoff. He didn't say anything. He was just like, uh, he just told me it was, what about safety? And like I said, I said you need a headlight because we all know all the characters out there. So he, didn't, he just said, bet. That was it. That was the last thing he said. It was bet. Okay. Then he picked the cut off. What did you say? Bet? Bet. Yeah. B-E-T. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's slang. <laughs> slang for? Bet. <laughs> we, we'll, you'll see, basically. It's, it's, it's so many different definitions for it now. So. Okay. Yeah. And made it down to Texas yet, I guess. So. Yeah. Bet. Yeah. Bet. Just like that. Okay. Yeah. So did he say something about maybe the flats being out of order? He did. He did. He said the flats for his route was out of order. And I was like, uh, how do you know? And he was like, uh, uh, the flats out of order. I was like, okay, let's, I said, let's go to the case. He didn't really want to go to the case. But I said, all you got to do is follow your DPS. The DPS is always in order. You're gonna always, if you follow your DPS, you can't get lost. And then I looked over at James Wilson. I said, right, James? James said, right. Just follow your DPS. Who's James? Wilson was the manager. Okay. He's the one who got he's one of the ones who got shot that day. So he, he this was only the third day that uh, that mission worked for you, but in any of the prior occasions, did you have any any indications that based on anything he exhibited that would lead you to believe that he was capable of what happened on October twelfth? So what happened after told him to follow DPS? What what happened next? Uh, that's when he picked the uh, cutoff up, and by I went to go get him a cart, you know, so he can put a cutoff in. And by the time I did that, he just picked uh, everything up off the floor and walked it uh, out to the street. Okay. So he got called back. You gave him had a discussion about getting DPS. Oh no, he went to the bathroom first. Then he did that. Okay. Um, so then he gets the cutoff and he goes out to the bathroom. And then what did you stay in the office? What happened? No, 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 no. I actually got a call from a carrier talking, uh, saying he would have problems with his truck. So he, I was like, okay, I'm gonna bring you a vehicle. So I, which guy, I just went to the when he went outside. I went go take someone uh, a truck. Okay. How long were you gone for? Do you know? Oh, I want to say about max 10, 15 minutes. Okay. What happened when you came back? Uh, when I came back, uh, carriers, uh. There was some clerks, they stopped me from um, pulling up in the lot. Well, first my truck had stopped for like two minutes. I had got stalled out right there, um, right before I got to the station, the light before. And it was like 30 seconds from the station. So when I pulled in, uh, clerks, they'll stop me. So I stop, 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 keep looking for you. And I was like, who? 
like it's a guy in a it's a carrying like blue shirt, but no one knew it, knew his name. Okay. And uh, it's like he's in the building. We heard uh, we heard gunshots. So when you came back, you were told that he was looking for you. Yes. Believe that you were intended target of this. Absolutely. I, I, I was the only. Well, I believe I was the only supervisor he spoke with all day long. That day. Okay. But he had no direct contact with any other supervisor other than when I wasn't in the building. Hmm. I can only imagine the feeling that 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 you had to experience there. Were you at work? Did, did you have to take time off after that? Uh, I was off the next six months. On the bottom of 1042, that last paragraph, you talk about the safety issue. And no, 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 no. We already, we already discussed that. We're not going to go through pages 1040 to 1044. Okay. Because that's what we're going to ask him to verify or comment on somebody else's work. He can testify as to what his knowledge is. So if you want to read it and ask them a question, that's fine. Okay. Okay. So the way the report reads, he being you said that he being you told Hale that if we was truly afraid for. No, you just said I could read it and ask a question for him. No, no, read it to yourself. You're not going. That's the same thing as him. Ask him a question. Read it. Decide what it says and ask him a question. The union makes an argument that you get conflicting instructions. Deliver the mail, don't bring the mail back, but you can, there was an issue about it where his concern for safety. Did you give, I'm trying to make the exact argument, is that essentially you gave conflicting instructions that if it's unsafe, you can bring the mail back, but don't bring the mail back. Can you explain that? I said, he said it was dark. I said, I understand. He was like, uh, you know, he's gonna feel, he's feel unsafe. I was like, look, if you feel unsafe, Bring it back. That's a reason. Don't just don't bring the mail back without a reason. Okay. Call back. Let us know. Okay. So in the in the in the few times, just to clarify, in the few times prior to October twelfth, or even up until you came back from the street, when you after you brought that vehicle back right after the shooting, based on any interactions you had with him, you had no indications that he was not a suitable carrier or had issues that would be capable of this? Uh, Based on your observations, nothing draw your attention or gave you concern that... Okay. And other than that one correction or giving him the uh, warning about forgetting his DPS, anything else, if, if you want to call it a negative interaction? With it, did you have any other... Did, he, no. did, did Mr. Haley ever complain to you about the way he's been treated in the unit? Does the mail take precedent over a carrier's safety? No. So when this carrier told you that he felt unsafe, you told him you'd give him a headlamp. This is your exact testimony. You give him a headlamp. Then you told him that if he brought the mail back, he would be written up. That's your testimony. Is that right? No, I told him if he bring back the, the DPS. But you said, you, so your testimony was you told him that if he brought the mail back, 
he'd be written up. He told you that he felt unsafe. He said you'd give him a headlamp. But if he brought mail back, he'd be written up. That's your testimony. So you're saying that's not what you said? No. You didn't tell him he'd be written up? No, I told him he'd be written up if he brought the DPS back. I told him if he felt unsafe. I said, he said it's dark. Mm -hmm. Then I asked him to get a headlamp. Okay. But you told him to go deliver the mail, and if he brought the mail back, he'd be written up. That's what your testimony was. I told him if he bring the DPS back. So it wasn't, if you bring the mail back, I'm going to give you an investigative interview. You're, you're already determined you're going to write him up if you brought the mail back? If you brought the DPS back, I'll write That's all I have on Storm Trail. If you were to advise somebody, quote unquote, you're going to write them up, that's just a phrase you use, correct? That's objection. That's leading. You, you just okay. gave them the answer to your own question. I didn't tell I was right. I, I was objecting. I'm sorry. That's all if you were so inclined to have to write somebody up, quote unquote, would that involve an investigation? I'm going to object. You had just you no. opened the door saying that he write him up. And he already answered the question. And I'm asked an answer. And he I'm, answered it. He said no. And I'm going to clarify what. No, because it's asked an answer. I asked him the very question you just asked him, and he answered that just because you don't like it. That's what he said. No, because I know where you're going. But when he answered the question you just asked him. So, is there any disciplinary action that you're aware of that's titled writing somebody up? Where, where is that in just cause or in Article 16 discipline, writing somebody up? Is, it, is that even in the contract? No, writing, writing, writing someone up. I don't think that's just, that's just a term we use. No. Okay. That's right. Nothing further. All right. All right. So you heard that. It, what'd y'all think? That advocate was doing everything he could to get at that guy of his own shit, man. He kept stepping in it. Uh, you heard me take exception. It got kind of volatile there. Um, I'm, I'm in here for the union. I'm in here for the city of Letter not in here for management. So I don't care. I don't care about anything else. And I'm sure it comes across that way, but that kind of volatile right there. Uh, did y'all hear the guy say uh, when I asked him about writing him up or bringing the mail back? Oh, I said he'd bring the DPS back. No, you said the mail. And that's exactly what he said. But he tried to change his answer because the the advocate for magic tried to lead him that way, if you remember. And so, uh, but you heard the arbitrator also kind of tell me this is irrelevant to me. Okay. I think he'd already seen the big picture. I'm telling you, Jay. Jason actually shut the door in his testimony. He was that good. He shut the door in his testimony. So you could hear the the arbitrator and each witness kind of tell me, look, don't worry about that. I'm the I'm the trier of the facts here. And what I feel is relevant may not be what you're thinking. So tell me that. Now this last witness, and here's here's the problem that we have when we don't tell what happened. In the informal A meeting, when I always say, after the informal A meeting, stewards, write a statement about what happened. Because when you don't, this is what happens. They lie. Now, the formal A told him to lie. And I know that because the formal A rep who will be next week is a big line piece of shit. Uh, the biggest line piece of shit I deal with. And I blister that motherfucker next week. So anyway, what happened was they have an informal A meeting. The informal A rep for us doesn't, doesn't write a statement, okay, about what happened. 
So the formal A sends an email about to this uh, 204B that met and uh, talks about the meeting. And he says, yeah, we didn't go over anything. And she just came in and threw a piece of paper down and I signed it. And that's uh, the union failing to bargain in, in good faith uh, when they did that, because you just threw this down in front of us and we signed it. And uh, we didn't know what we were signing. And that's how ridiculous this argument comes across. But they're trying to win a case on us failing to bargain in good faith because we didn't write a statement saying, this is what we talked about. This is what we went over. This is what he understood. And when we didn't do that, they come in at the formal A, send me an email that, that the union just tried to ambush you in there at this informal A meeting. And so that's what, that's what this witness is going to testify to, basically, is that we just ambushed him. We didn't, he didn't have a clue what was going on. And, of course, I, I'm very quick with him because I'm going to blister the formulae next week, okay? But I'm going to show you how foolish this sounds when, uh, when he tries to show, hell, I didn't know what was going on. I just signed a piece of paper, and she walked out, and I didn't know what was happening. Uh, that's how stupid this sounds. So here's the third witness of this episode uh, trying to show that we failed to bargain in good faith. All right? So here it goes. Sir, what is your name? Emerson. Uh, Emerson? Yes, sir. And what is your position? I am acting supervisor. Where at? The city. No specific location. I'm down station to station. So if I said substitute uh, to this, if I called you a citywide acting supervisor that would be a great time. Yes. This does not go with your particular truthfulness or veracity, you know, but the parties are, in this case, as is typical, are asking that the witnesses be sworn. So everybody's been sworn. I'm going to swear to you, it's nothing about you personally. I want you to know that. So if you don't mind, I'll do that at this time. Okay. Do you swear or affirm the truth about the happening? You swear or affirm the testimony about to give to be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth of God. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, you go by Joseph. What's your name? Joseph. Okay. Um, you're an acting supervisor. Is that also what we call a 204B? Correct. Okay. How long have you uh, been in that capacity? Uh, about and in October of 2021, were you also a floating, kind of floating, or did you have a set station? Okay. After the incident uh, on October 12th, did you spend some time at East Lamar? I did. Yeah, like just a day or two, or did you spend a little time there while they were sorting things out? I was there three or four months. Okay. Were you there before the shooting? No. Okay. I'd like you to turn to page 878, if you would, please. The page is a number in the lower right-hand corner. If you just kind of find 878 and 879. Okay, do you recognize 878? Yes. Can you explain to, um, tell us how, well, first of all, I'm, I'm, do you know, can you tell us what this is? Uh, grievance. Okay. 
on block 13A in the upper portion. Is that your name, Josephson, and your initials? Yes, sir. Okay. And whose name is that in block 13B? She was the steward of record? Uh, for that day, yes. Okay. And can you tell me how this was presented to you and how your initials got on there? Uh, she had contacted me earlier that morning, said she had me to sign something. She came to the station and I signed So she was in, was that on 1026? Uh, yes. So she called you the morning at 1026, said I need to come over, have you sign something? Did she say I need to discuss a grievance with you? No. And so how long after the call was it before she came over, do you know? Uh, 10 to 10 minutes. Okay. And how, how was this presented to you? Uh, she just handed it to me to sign. I signed off on it. Okay. Are you an experienced grievance handler? No. Was page 879 attached to it when you initialed off on it? Did you, did, have you ever seen the next page, page 879? No. Okay. So the in. Did you realize you were acknowledging that you're signing off on a meeting that you met and discussed on a grievance? Uh, I didn't know it was about a meeting, I just knew it was about a grievance. Okay. So on in block 15, it says issue statement. Was any issue? Did she tell you what it was for? No. She didn't even tell you this is in relation to the shooting or to the for a joint statement grievance? Um, I don't recall. No. Okay. But page two was not, she never presented you with this 879 page? Uh, it was just this first page. Okay. And in block six, what's the station that would, uh, the grievance was uh, initiated out of? Yeah, he's a model. And that's where you were the 204B at that time? Correct. Okay. So did you have any knowledge, to your knowledge, that this was being filed as a citywide grievance, not just limited to East Lamar? No, I thought it was just something to East Lamar. Okay. And after you, how long did the whole meeting take place? How long did it take? A minute. I mean, I just signed and she left. Okay. Can you go to page 890? Wait a second. Okay. The 8190 that we're looking at is a citywide grievance. Right? No. On, on the sheet itself, it's East Lamar only. Page 2 says installation wide, but he was never presented page 2. Uh, 890. On the top, this is an email from yourself to formal A representative Mike Brello. And your response to him says, there was no meeting, there was no evidence shown, the union rep never spoke to me about the grievance, all she stated that she needed me to sign the 8190 to get a grievance started. Do you stand by that testimony? I Okay. I have nothing further. Would your, would your title be 204B? Yeah. How long have you been 204B? 
four years. And then four years, you, you never met on grievance. Um, I don't too much deal with the grievance stuff. Um, it's usually the station managers that deal with it. Usually just either opening or closing. Do you, do you do everything that a supervisor does? Like make schedules and approve this and things like that? Uh, for the most part. Yeah. yeah. On this day, you say that. Let's see. That's the, that's, 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 the, that's the one. She called you, contacted you early in the morning, said, I need you to sign something. And she showed up and you just signed it. That's right. That's right. It took about one minute. How long it takes to sign something? You knew it was about a grievance, though. I right? did. Yeah. And you said you thought she was just talking about East Lamar. Yeah, right? I mean, I was at East. I didn't even know you could do a citywide grievance. Can you turn to page 66 for me, please? 66? Yes, sir. Page 66, this is just another copy of the A190. This is the one that I made my notes on. And Eric, what page is that other one? I'm sorry. I just put it back here. Yeah. Oh, that was, the, right. that was the email. 878. Yeah. What was it? 878. Okay. 890 was email. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So she comes in, gives you this piece of paper. You have no idea what it's for. Um, not exactly, no. Did there you know that it's a grievance? I know it's a grievance. Um, there was a lot going on East Lamar. Even beyond the shooting. And so you signed something having no idea what you're signing. It's your testimony. Mm -hmm. Is that right? I was instructed that I was supposed to have signed it, so. Who instructed you to do that? After signing it, I checked with uh, the post at the time, Mr. Sami. He said I. I did correctly. I should have signed it and kept, kept it running. You're fine. <laughs> and the postmaster told you. Sounds like I'm working out of station, so I got different. Postmaster who? Um. Um. That's his first name. All right, so 13A on page 66, that's your thing. And you dated at 1026. Did you date that? Yes, sir. Did you, did you read this form at all, or did you just, she put it in front of me, tell you where to sign, you sign it. You see 11? Mm -hmm. It says date discussed with supervisor. You see that? I see it. It says 10-26-2021. You signed off on that, correct? I did. And on page 890. I'm starting to appreciate I'm going to have that 2,000 page case, you know? <laughs> 
this is 1026. You signed off on the 8190 that you discussed this grievance with this supervisor. But on November 3rd, all of a sudden, you didn't discuss it. Is that correct? That's all happened. Joe, on block 11, did you put that in there? No. And just to clarify, you said you spoke with him after. He didn't tell you before to sign it. You spoke with him afterwards, and he said you did the right thing? Okay. Nothing further. All right. So there you have it. That's why you always write a statement. Regardless, it can be three sentences. This is what we went over, blah, blah, blah. Always write your statement because this is what happens. Management will lie all the time. And they will try to steal one of the most important cases we've ever done based off of a fucking lie. And that's what they do. They will lie about everything. And so they got this guy to lie. And uh, But I just showed it's very simple. You know, you see disgust right there? Yeah. So you sign off on that. Yeah. And then uh, he sends an uh, email a week, two weeks later. Hey, I, look, I didn't know what I was signing. I didn't, I, we didn't discuss anything. Well, it's too late now. You done signed the damn 8190. But anyway, so there you have it. The second part of our Memphis miniseries. I hope y'all like that. I got a few people that message saying they do like the arbitration stuff. And so uh, next week will be the, the, the finale of the witnesses, the formal A rep, the piece of shit, the lying motherfucker. And uh, we get in his ass. Okay, this dumb fucker, he don't know shit about shit, kind of like our president. But uh, anyway, that'll be next week, all right? Uh, I've got two removals I'm working on this week, but I will get this, this edited. It won't be near as long as today. It won't be near as long because, like I said, I'm, I'm going to the uh, COP down in Jacksonville. When I come back, I've got an arbitration the next day on a removal. Then i got to go uh, the next two days to an arbitration on another removal. So I'm going to be humping it this next week so y'all be thinking about me uh shirts make sure you get on there and get your shirts uh, here's something that that they sent me about the shirts and i thought this was pretty funny but you can have whatever you want to written on the shirts just go to formatearbitration.com and go to the admin and tell them what you want on your shirt. Now, a bunch of people are buying shirts and i think a bunch of y'all are going to wear them to boston which is cool as fuck i love that but here it says, uh, hopefully the new custom intro, and I hope you all like that intro. I didn't say nothing about it, but uh, the intro, <laughs> they did that off Discord. Some of the, uh, Somebody on Discord did that for me, and I uh, hope you like that. I thought that's pretty cool, <laughs> and so <laughs> I like shit like that. That's pretty funny, Listen, hearing my, you know, my voice on that shit. But hopefully the new custom intro, and with this series, cements you as a premier educator of letter carriers. I'd like that, right? There's a few new shirts up on the store also. One says, management falsified my hip training, and all I got was this damn shirt. <laughs> I love the shit out of that. And on the back of it, it has the steps that you published when you did the hip episode. If you remember that, it would be a good one to mention to drive some eyes to the store. So, uh, yeah, management falsified my hip training, and all I got was this damn shirt. And so... Uh, Y'all get on from 8arbitration.com, get your shirts, all right? Get your shirts. We'll make a statement at Boston, man, that uh, uh, there's some, some bad motherfuckers listening to this shit. 
and uh, it's a movement. It's a movement. We're taking back over this this union, man, and we're going to get it in the hands of people who know how to fight, and that's what it's all about. If it ain't me, uh, whoever, but we're going to put it back in the hands of those who know how to fight and uh, want to fight. That's what I want. I want rabid dogs uh, on my team. I want people that when the door opens, them motherfuckers are running. And I'm like, hang on, I ain't told y'all what to do yet. And that's what I want. I want rabid damn dogs on my team. And that's what I'm going to have. And this, this region will be uh, safe and secure for many years to come. But anyway, there you have it. It's a long episode. Mercy. Hope y'all enjoyed that. Uh, I really do. I hope y'all enjoyed that. And next week we'll we'll finish it off. And then the next week I'll do my closing, all right? So y'all have a fantastic week. Take care of yourselves, man. Be safe. I love every single one of you. I love every single one of you. Whether you like me or not, I love you. And I will fight for you unlike anything you've ever seen before. I will do that. I'm a treacherous motherfucker when it comes to y'all. Understand that. Nothing comes in front of y'all, ever. And uh, and that's uh, that's just how I'm going to be, man. That's just how I've always been. That's how I always will be. Uh, I love every single one of you. So I'll talk to y'all next week, all right? Bye.